Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Locust Golden Hour podcast. My name is Christina. And I'm Lena. So this podcast is about sharing stories, advice, tips, and all things surrounding university and student life. And today we'll be talking about the transition into second year as you continue with your university career and transition out of Locust. So we'll get started with an icebreaker question that doesn't have to do with what we're talking about. Um, If you could have any pet in the world, what would it be? Great question. I love this question. Um, I thought about this question. <laughs> I would want a pet raccoon. I, if people, yes, for people who don't know me, I am obsessed with raccoons. I think they're the most adorable things in the world. I think they're so cool. And they're like my spirit animal. I like whenever they're like, oh, what kind of animal would you be? I'd be like a raccoon. Why? <laughs> Let me tell you. First of all, they have deep under eye dark circles like me. <laughs> Second of all, they're nocturnal animals. They live during the night, you know, they're awake. And they're basically trash pandas. I like to say that um, they're very resourceful okay. and you know, they use what you know what they have. So, you know, um, they kind of, I don't know, I like their outlook on life, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I just they're cute. They're really cute animals, and I love them. And that was a long answer, but I'll pass it off to you, Christina. No, wait. I like that. Raccoons are so cute. I remember you. Um, you painted a raccoon pumpkin this did. Halloween, didn't you? I did. <laughs> Can we insert a picture if we find it? Let's insert it right here. Insert it right here. <laughs> um, that's awesome, though. I I've seen um, like news videos about people trying to keep raccoons from climbing to their roof. Oh. Like they climb on like the water where the water comes down from the roof, right? And so they put like a little lip there so they can't get up. But then somehow the raccoons are so smart. They just get around it. And I find that really funny because they don't let barriers stop them. You know, they really don't. don't. (laughs) It's really funny because I actually on YouTube, there's a YouTuber who has a pet raccoon named Tito and also Cheeto. I love Um, that. And we just get like to see the vlogs of like, basically their lives of like um I don't know he built like a whole like den for them and like I don't know playing with his friends like the the Tito the raccoon has some weasel friends or ferrets <laughs> I couldn't remember if they were ferrets or weasels but they had a, a pool party um for their birthday and <laughs> they invited all their their ferret friends and I was like oh my gosh this is the cutest thing in the world so <laughs> I love that I need a link to that <laughs> Literally, I'll, I'll send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if I could be or have any pet in the world, I would choose, um, well, a cat. <laughs> the, okay, the simple answer is a cat, just because I really love cats. Um, what kind of cat? I really want a black cat with green eyes. I think, like, they're just so cute, but also partially because I wear a lot of dark clothing, so I feel like I can't have a light-colored cat. Because then the, the fur would be noticeable. Uh-huh. Um, but I would also choose a snake. If, if, if I had the guts to feed snakes like mice and stuff. Like I also like reptiles like chameleons, but I, can't, I don't like bugs. So I can't feed them because gotcha. they eat bugs, you know. But I feel like, yeah. like one of the snakes that doesn't get too big. I've seen some people that have snakes that are like, they're small. They're like this. And they're really thin and they just kind of like hang out on their arm while they're like working or something. Yes. That, I would love that. 
that's that's really fun oh my goodness I remember I went to like I don't know I don't remember what's called rep reptilia I don't know it's like a reptile like play it kind of like um I don't know you have birthday parties there it's like a museum of like not a museum of pets I don't even know what I'm saying <laughs> but it's a place where you can see like a bunch of reptiles right and I remember like going in there and like seeing all like the reptiles and I was like oh my gosh they're so cool and you get to like I don't know see them all but I don't know I feel like with zoos and like aquariums I feel so sad but they're also really cool so it's really <laughs> it's very heartbreaking yeah. for me to like I don't know to see that so yeah yeah I zoos make me sad because they're not in their natural habitat yeah yeah. And if you think about it, if I have a pet snake, that's not, they're not going to be in my natural habitat either. Yeah. Anyways, transitioning into second year. <laughs> we got a little off topic there, but that's okay. Um, so, where, okay, first of all, let's just address the elephant in the room. We're almost done the school year. Oh boy. Oh my goodness. Where did the time pass? Like literally, I don't know about you, Chris. I I don't know what to say. I am the woman was too sensitive to speak. I literally don't <laughs> know where the time has passed, but here we are at the end of the year. Final exams are coming up. And a lot of these students who are listening to our podcast, they're gonna be in second year soon. They almost oh finished goodness. first yeah. years. Congrats. Congratulations, everyone. Um, so we're here, obviously, to help you, I guess, transition into second year, um, give you all of our tips, I guess. I think our transition was a bit different. It was. <laughs> from, it was. Compared to other people. But let's just, I guess, start with, I guess, the summer of like mm -hmm. what, you know, you finish your first year. What are you doing in the summer or what can students do? Well, I think it's really useful to get a summer job because it can be hard to keep up a job during the school year. I feel like if you did have a job in the first year, you you probably found it quite difficult. Um, and uh, not to scare you, but like it does get a little more difficult as you go through the years. So you might have a little bit less time, especially if you get more involved in clubs and uh, their extracurriculars and whatnot. So definitely take advantage of the time in the summer where you may not have any schoolwork and work a lot. For us, I feel like it's a little bit different because <laughs> okay, so our first year ended with COVID. Um, I remember I actually got a flashback in my like um, my pictures of on the 18th. So like on Friday that two years ago that day, we got kicked out of residence um, for COVID. Like I was showing my empty apartment and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then I remember that was the first time all classes were online and it was like kind of hectic and chaotic, but I plan to work that summer. I think a job that can be really useful is a, like being a summer camp counselor. That was my plan for that summer. But then obviously summer camps didn't happen, but I think because you can work full time at summer camps and it does only run in July and August, but you can also find something for May and June as well. But summer camp counseling is a, is a good option. Like you can look in your town um, or your city for what the city runs as camps. Yeah, for sure. Um, and if you decide to like not, um, I guess, work, catching up or getting ahead in school is always good. I know a lot of students either take 
like two courses, three courses, even like, I don't know, four to five if they want to get ahead. And then in during the school year, you can have maybe four courses for a reduced workload. So that's always easier. You can focus on your core courses or like the, the your courses for your major. Um, maybe you can even work during the school year. So it's just kind of as easier or a way to get ahead in your degree because that's always a good thing, you know, hopefully. And, and I know sometimes I worry, I'm like, by the end, like when I'm about to graduate, I hope I have enough credits, right? So yeah. I guess checking in with your academic advisor and seeing like if this is, you know, a good fit for you or even I know even working while maybe taking one course, that mm -hmm. could be an option. Um, so definitely look into that. But also, if you decide to do nothing with your summer, like nothing as in like not doing work or school because like you'll still be doing stuff, that is okay. That is also okay. That yes. is okay. You deserve the break. Um, it is valid. Like you don't need to be doing something mm -hmm. is what we're trying to say. Because <laughs> I mean like you've been grinding all year, right? And then after university, the grind continues when you're like working all throughout the year. So we're young, take this time to take a break while you can in the summer, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I mean, during, when you like graduate, you don't really have a summer. Like there's no summer break, right? <laughs> there's no summer break. There's no reading week. There's just like holidays. And yeah. if you get vaca vacation time, but that's very different, you know? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if you... Um, do choose to take a course I think spring spring registration has already been open for a yeah. couple of weeks or so but um, you could talk with your academic advisor if you plan to do that like take two courses in the summer and then that means each semester you only have to take four instead of five or something like that um, but it is definitely like a lot of people a lot more people do it than you think because it makes it the school year feel lighter and so you can maybe still continue working in during the school year yeah, I also think spring, um, like, just being on campus in the spring is very different. You know, it's summer, like, you know, after classes, you can, I don't know, study outside or just um, go out and enjoy the weather a lot. So, um, yeah, I mean, also there's, they offer remote and online courses. So if you're mm -hmm. at home, that's an option. Um, but yeah, that's, it's always a good thing to get started in the summer. But then I guess moving on to our next topic, let's talk about September when we're, I think a lot of students are, you know, living maybe on their own. I know local students, it's a bit different because either they're living on their own right now or at home. But for those who are still looking for housing, um, maybe even they're just students who are living in res who maybe are listening to this. How did you find your housing? <laughs> so um, my roommates and I found it on places for students. In Brantford, there's not too many options. So like you get to weed out the ones that are like not that good places. But recently there actually have been more like apartment buildings that are all for students. Like I know a lot of our locus OCAs actually live in the same building. So oh, no way. Like, yeah, like they um, sometimes in staff meetings, they like, come down to each other's rooms and then attend them together. I don't know if you've noticed, but like, um, I know Ashley and Jen live in the same uh, building. Um, but yeah, Places for Students is really good, especially because um, I know from what my landlord has told me, it costs quite a bit of money to put an ad on Places for Students. So you know that it's kind of like a good place that they want to advertise there. So 
they're not like terrible places on places for students and my landlord like if we tell him something is broken he comes and fixes it right away that kind of thing but um yeah I live I live in a house I feel like in Waterloo it's probably more apartments right in Brantford it's a lot of houses like a lot of old houses that have probably been renovated but um yeah places for students I remember I signed my lease pretty early in first year like Mm -hmm. December early um but that's because I, uh, I had like friends on my residence floor. Um, but yeah, that was a long-winded way of saying places for students. No, that's great. I mean, a lot of people start job, like not job hunting, uh, house hunting soon because things fill up really quickly. Um, but I can actually talk on the other side of the end of being a last minute kind of person to sign because um, even in my first year, I'm pretty sure I signed my lease in July. So like literally like in my first year, I was, I didn't know where I was living until late. And then even in second year, well, ours is different because with the pandemic, I didn't even know if I was going to live in Waterloo, but I did decide to live in Waterloo um, during the pandemic. And I signed in like August, which <laughs> was, yeah, it's, again, it's pretty late um, for anyone who is, looking for maybe only four months because they have co-op I would recommend Facebook a lot of people sublet mm-hmm. because there's a lot of UW students and Laurier students who are on co-op so you can get a price a good price for you know the four months because signing a lease is can be annoying you know with the whole year and if you aren't in that place you have to sublet yourself and then you're losing out on money so um, definitely check that out. I just be cautious. Obviously, like there's scammers out there. Visit the place, read the contract, know your rights, visit the place if possible. Um, there's, I guess, a lot of red flags sometimes when you're like talking to people, you know, just be aware of those things. Um, and yeah, just be careful, I guess, when you're signing lease leases and stuff. Um, but yeah, places for students, even just doing a simple Google search, mm-hmm. Facebook is always good. Um, you can join those groups. I think those are my main tips. Yeah. And, um, I think sublets can be pretty good. Um, like in my house of five, um, we've had like the same core, like three people, but the other two people like have been sublets or like they've come and gone. Um, and it's okay to live with strangers too. If that's something you're afraid of, like you only want to live with your friends. It's okay. Cause it does help you focus on school more. I remember in our episode with Jess, she said one of her main pieces of advice was not to live with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not, it's not bad to sublet, especially because um, especially if they're student places, like the apartment building is like for students, they're already furnished too. Yes. So yes. that's not something you have to worry about, like getting a bed or a desk or something like that. Cause they understand that students need a desk, you know? Um, so sublets are, are definitely great. And like you said, know your rights, um, know what the standard lease agreement looks like. I think it should be like six pages. Um, I remember my lease is like 15 which is weird Um, mine was long too I didn't know that rule but um the key deposit stuff is important I'd say Mm -hmm. yeah um but yeah I think it should be six pages like you can google online too what like the Ontario Tenants Board says and just beware know your rights know your landlord can't just come in all those kinds of things yeah. yeah, they need to give you notice um, in terms of key deposits, like you are supposed to get that at the end of your lease or like when you return your key. Um, mm-hmm. 
make sure like I don't know sometimes if you get your your bill say like I know like mine's on automatic kind of payments if it's more than what it's supposed to be like make sure you look into that I know some some people have issue, mm -hmm. had issues of like being charged more than they were supposed to be so just keep that in mind and um you know pay your rent on time if if you're not on automatic deposits but uh yeah yeah oh another thing I forgot to mention when talking about roommates is like um especially if they're people you don't know and not your friends set boundaries set rules um about like when the dishes should be done by like the lawn using the laundry machine how clean it should be stuff like that and like people should be pretty respectful I mean and just like be respectful of the space and you should be fine yeah for sure in terms of I guess resources we always talk about resources here in second year what resources are available for students and kind of what changes though because I know in first year there's just a bunch are there the same ones what is available for second years I mean there's mostly the same resources that you could access like the career center writing center wellness center academic advising all those things is available like throughout your entire four or five years whatever in university um for for locus since it's like you know for first years um you know maybe you can't really like attend the events or win the prizes when you attend the events and whatnot but um i say that you can still like stay connected with friends in your community or even your oca because i know that we have some past locus students that like to come and watch our streams and say hello um so that is like still a community like a resource is like the people the community that you can carry on for sure i think keeping in touch with your oca that's really great um hopefully like you developed a, a good relationship with them or even just knowing like you can just reach out like i've had students in the past like reach out when they're applying for stuff in second year um and even if like you didn't talk to them that much they're still there for you like they still um, we'll be happy to answer questions just about your program or just Laurie in general like I'm sure they'd be happy to hear from you so yeah, yeah. it's actually quite heartwarming I remember getting a message from a student um mm -hmm. like after like last year when I was their OCA they're like I, I don't know what to do here and I was like I can help you still I got yeah. you <laughs> yeah even just seeing like I just sometimes see like my students, I don't know, like randomly, like, I don't know, in like clubs, I see like they're a VP of something now, or just like seeing them kind of, I don't know, appear on the Laurier pages. I'm like, I'm like cheering them on, you know, on the <laughs> side. So just remember that your OCA is rooting for you and they're still there for you, even if, you know, you're not a locust student anymore. Yeah. And even if you're not a locust student, you can get involved and join Locust or maybe an icebreaker or something like that. Just yeah. like, I guess sort of like give back, you know, mm. it's like you're on the other side and now you're on the other side where you're actually facilitate the one facilitating the events and stuff. Yeah, that's always a fun thing. Um, I know something that I used a lot in my second year for in terms of like academically was SOS. I think it's only on the Waterloo campus. Um, 
Oh, yeah, I don't... <laughs> yeah, okay. Just making sure. Um, essentially, SOS is a, it stands for Students Offering Support. Um, it's a social enterprise, and essentially they have, like, review sessions for exams, so midterms and finals. Um, but, you know, there's a fee of $20, and that is a donation that goes towards building houses in Latin American countries. So not only are you going to get this awesome review um, before your exam, but you also get to donate to a good cause, and it goes right into, um, like, helping those families and going into, like, the social enterprise rather than, like, a profit or anything. So that really helped me because like there wasn't any supplemental instruction or like extra help sessions I guess um on the Waterloo campus for second years so I know that club really helped in terms of helping me review for exams so oh. take a look at that if you're on the Waterloo campus in terms of academics but obviously your IAs are there your professors um are still there for your academics and obviously like the career center and everything is still there the writing center um so yeah but I just wanted to give a little shout out to them nice no I really like that I like I haven't heard of it on the Bradford campus I'm gonna look into it more if it does exist here too but yeah yeah I think it is only on the Waterloo campus for some reason I don't know but they only have a select like it's not offered for every course I think a lot of the business courses they offer review sessions um maybe psych um, but like, I guess the bigger courses, I would say, have um, those course supports. So Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking about courses, <laughs> course selection. <laughs> mm -hmm. So just before this episode to the people listening, I was asking Lena about it because I have known course selection in a bit just because of the way my program works. I have some courses picked for me, um, but she did remind me happens in the summer. What else did you say, Lena? Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> it happens in the summer. Um, like it, you'll be given a timestamp or like basically when you're able to choose courses, because when it comes to choosing courses, since it, you know, it fills up really quickly, you all know kind of as you were applying and, and choosing your courses in first years, first years get to go first. And then based on credits, like I believe it goes fourth years, third years, and then second years, just because like, for example, fourth years need to graduate. So when it comes to like minors or just like specific things, like they kind of have first pick in order to like, you know, help them graduate while like second years, you know, you still have a a while to go but anyways you'll be giving a timestamp. then just make sure you log in as soon as you can I usually like try to have it open um like prior to the time and then choose I have my list and then also mm -hmm. backups like I would say have backups in case your your courses are full um but yeah I mean you get to choose your electives. I know for me, um, some of my core courses are already chosen. So my job is easy. I just have to choose my electives versus some people have to choose all five of their courses, which can be, um, I guess, intimidating. But I think just choose courses that you like and that, you know, read, read as much as you can on it or do some research and see kind of if it would fit for you. Um, I know a lot of people talk about bird courses, but I think bird courses are very relative, right? It's like, oh, I want to do something easy, but it might end up being really hard for you just because it was easy for someone else. Yeah. And then at that point, if you're not interested in the topic, well, it's going to be, it's going to be <laughs> tough. So yeah, definitely do something that you're interested in. 
mm-hmm. like it it makes it more fun to to take an elective that you like even if it's not related to your course at all um and in terms of planning um you can always use a visual schedule builder i know laurier has one like um we'll put the link in the description of this podcast episode too um but you can sort of structure what time because there's obviously going to be different like um options for times for classes you can try to build it the way that you wanted to like so you don't have to get up at 8 30 maybe you don't like a 7 to 10 class something like that maybe you can have all your classes on these days so you get your monday off um definitely use schedule builders i know that i used when planning my first year courses and some people don't know about them they just like take the course and then their schedule ends up being like really hectic for the commute or whatever so use a schedule builder for sure that thing was so helpful like <laughs> yeah. I remember looking at this like I know there's like 300 different options I'm like clicking through which one's the best <laughs> yeah um but yeah and then you get to like pin things and then like move things around and it's color-coded and you get to see like description like it's it's very useful though when you use that remember if you like sign in like you need to actually register your courses in Loris. So I know yeah. a lot of first year students get confused about this, but I'm sure you've gone through the process now. Like the visual schedule builder is just for you, but you need to actually go in Loris to register those courses. Mm-hmm. So like you can go and plan it before your time stamp, your time slot to register. And then you just copy the code of each course and put it into Loris and you're done. It makes it a lot so faster. easy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think is that all we have to talk about oh also getting involved um into second year um I don't know how involved you got in first year to those listening but there it, if you didn't it that wasn't your only chance you can keep getting involved as you keep going through your university career so um Lena did anything change from first year for you as you continued on yeah, um, I guess like I kind of continued doing kind of the things I was passionate about. Like I applied to be a Locus OCA. Um, I was kind of continuing the clubs that I, I kind of joined in my first year. I think one of the biggest change was getting a part-time job. I started working with the university as an SI leader. Um, I didn't work in my first year. I didn't think I could handle it. I just wanted to feel it out. I'm glad I made that decision. Um, and working part-time can definitely be difficult yeah. even now, now that I'm working part-time still in my third year, like it's another responsibility, but um, it was a good opportunity for me. I'm learning a lot and I enjoy it. It's also nice to, you know, make some money on the side because mm-hmm. student loans and just like living in general. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that was the biggest change for me, like kind of, I guess that additional responsibility of having to work um but I don't regret it and I and I'm really glad that I had the opportunity to kind of um work during the school year that's good um and if you want to look more into getting jobs we did an episode on summer jobs um that came out just a couple weeks ago I think um so we talked about looking on navigator with the school but there's opportunities during the school year too that you can look into exactly keep checking navigator um, for me, I worked part-time in my second year. I worked at Dollarama. <laughs> I 
worked at the dollar store. If you go to the Brentford campus, it was the one by Freshco in that plaza, like the one dollar one that's actually close to campus. Um, and it was very hectic for me to to do a part time job that was like like a very like hour like shifts hourly based right because if you do work at the school there is a little bit more they understand that you're a student right Mm -hmm. but when I worked there it was like I would work until close on every single shift and then like I'd be like oh I still have work to do when I got home or it was hard to do it with locus because I was like I want to plan an event for this day and but I didn't get my schedule for work yet that kind of thing so um I didn't work during school year this year but um after first year, I did get some skills from FYLP, first year leadership program that I was involved in first year. And, and I like, I plan on keep building that and I transition that into getting more involved at Locus. So also if you can't, if you feel like you can't do a part-time job during school, that's okay. That's okay. Not everyone has to work during the school year. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Even now I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know how <laughs> you do it. <laughs> we're handling it but it is it is tough I would say um it's balance it's time management we go back to, to the mm-hmm. idea of time management but um school comes first and um yeah I think just remembering school comes first is really important yeah um I think that's yeah. everything yeah I think that is everything we are now heading into our words of wisdom section. Words of wisdom. <laughs> Insert here. Words of wisdom. For those of you who don't know what words of wisdom is, essentially it's the section of our podcast where we just share our, it's in the name folks, words of wisdom. Uh, what we want students and listeners to take out of, um, I guess, in terms of what we just talked about, because we talked about a lot of things. So I'm going to pass it off to you, Christina, to start us off with our words of wisdom. So I was thinking, like, as we were talking, I was thinking about how, for a lot of them, we talked about preparation and stuff. Like, use the schedule builder, like, look for houses and and whatnot, Um, build up those relationships. And I just want to remind people that although it is good to prepare, it's okay if you figure things out last minute too. Like how we talked about housing, like I signed in December, but you signed in July. That is like totally fine. (laughs) Um, So like, don't stress too hard. Don't worry too much. If you feel like you can't find a place, everything will work out. You will find one, even if you don't know what electives to take or what courses to take, because you're not sure if you want to do a minor yet or anything like that. Take your time, think about it. It's not too late to do things. Mm-hmm. Even now, if you want to try to take a spring course, talk to your academic advisor. See if it's still possible, even though registration opened weeks ago. See what's there. Yeah. Snaps. Snaps, snaps, <laughs> snaps, always. Um, I would just say try to enjoy it because it goes by so quickly. Like, it's seriously, I don't know. Perhaps it was accelerated with the pandemic, but I really don't remember what happened my second year. <laughs> um, and I wish I could have enjoyed it more. All the the moments of my clubs, all the learning that was done and just, I guess, reflecting and taking a step back and being kind of proud of myself for just being nicer to myself because I know it was a tough time. And even, you know, as things are, you know, going back in person, things are normal now, like, it just is going to fly by. So 
take advantage of your second year, your youth, your, um, you know, the courses that you're taking and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. That is all I have to say. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. You might feel like I just want this year to be over already, but like live, live it. Even if it, if if you feel like it sucks, just live through it. Yeah. Because you might look back and be like, oh, those four years went by so fast. Yeah. Yeah. And you get to look back and say that you overcame that challenge Mm -hmm. and you came out stronger and whatever you struggled with, you're going to be okay. I believe in you. We believe in you. We believe in you. We believe in you. (laughs) Lenny believes in you. Locust believes in you. Everyone Mm -hmm. believes in you. With that being said, I think that wraps up our podcast very well. Um, make sure you follow our podcast, subscribe, and leave us a review. You can also follow us on our Instagram at Laurier to stay up to date with all of our events and podcast episodes. And we'll see you next time, which will be our last episode, which is absolutely amazing. And just, I can't believe it. But yes. until then, <laughs> stay golden, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs>